901, ladies and gentlemen, welcome on in. 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio. It's the morning after. A Thursday edition. I am your Monday through Friday guy most of the time, except for yesterday because I decided to be lazy. And um, I am Tyler Trumbauer. We're going three wide to start things off here before one one uh, one car is just going to veer right and uh, take the exit on the interstate. Uh, that car is going to be Mike, driven by Mike Fenner, who is uh, here for now. But as I said, it's going to be taking taking the exit then. I don't want to veer too far right. That sounds dangerous. Yeah, don't go far right or left. <laughs> kind of want to stay in the center. Yeah, that's that's. I feel that's where I, you'd be most successful at. Um, and then also a guy that's going to stay down the center of the highway with us for the rest of the time, uh, the athlete formerly known as Chewy, oh, for yeah. us here. Yeah, I'm on I'm on cruise control today. I'll be. I'll <laughs> that's be not here. something you should admit uh, right out the gate. No, that you're no, on no, cruise no. control. I'm, I'm just what I was trying to say was uh-huh. oh, here I'm a, I'm on a straight path. I won't be veering anywhere. That's what I was trying to get at. I feel like we're people are trying to think we're trying to make metaphors, like, and we have like <laughs> we have like a deeper meaning for what we're trying to say. When we're not, we're just being dumb. No. Yeah. Um, if right. anything, it's less, not it's, more. It's less. Yeah. We, we. I don't. I can't think that deep to have underlying messages in what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, so anyway, what we're going to get to today: Borough football tonight, the final Thursday night contest of not only Borough season but of the PSAC season, con- considering Borough was really the only one that brought Thursday night football into the conference this season, other than the opening night. You know, you always like to play them on Thursdays because who can wait till Saturday? Mm-hmm. And uh, so they'll host the Mercyhurst Lakers tonight in another backyard brawl before they went to Erie for one. Now they're going to be hosting one with the Lakers. We'll talk about that. That's why Fenner is here today, I think. And uh, on then, of course, we'll have um, Thursday night football for the NFL. With week, what are we in, seven now getting underway in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we're always, a, we're always a week. The NFL is a week behind Burrow. That's how I remember. It's an easy way to remember. Hmm. Interesting. Because you think about PSAC is going to week eight. Yeah, that's NFL fair. Going to week seven. So, but now that these people are starting to get buys, now it's starting to confuse me because PSAC doesn't have a buy. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so Chewie's going to be sticking around for the full hour because he can't, you know, just duck out because he's on cruise control. And if it's a turn, you'd have to get off cruise control. you got to hit your brake. I hate that when you're driving on the interstate and then you're on cruise control and you, like, have to hit cruise control because some person just won't get over. Yeah. That is the worst yeah. because, like, especially me when I drive the interstate a lot to come out here, uh, I, I chance it. I like I, – it's like a game. So, like, what I'll do is, like, if I'm beating someone on the, on, on the side and i got to get around a truck, and it's, like, going to be, like, this narrow window to get through. So either I hit my brakes or I'm going to either, A, get around this truck in time, B, hit my brakes, or C, crash into the back of the truck. <laughs> yeah, I, I wait to the last second to hit my brakes every time. Because then you're like, man, because <laughs> you like to go a long time without hitting the brakes. Exactly, yeah. It, it just it defeats the whole purpose of cruise control if <clears> you're hitting the brakes. You should, you know what I'm saying? You should just, right. just be Right, and going. it saves gas, too, yeah. because you're not stopping, going, stopping, going. Exactly. I've saved a lot of gas mileage going, making that trip using cruise control. I'm going to try and avoid I-80 now at all costs, knowing that there's at least a chance you're going to be out there. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. No, I'm listening. It's, it's a fun way. It's a five-and-a-half-hour drive. Three, 250 miles of the 350 is on I-80, mm-hmm. and you don't turn on I-80. Nope. Like, you go, like, winding, but you're, I'm not, like, making, you know, I'm not hitting a stoplight and going right. There's nothing to do for three hours. So sorry that I like to live life on the edge like American Ninja Warrior on NBC at, at, on, on weeknights, and I like to, you know, see if I'm either going to rear-end a tractor trailer and die or get around it. Sorry. It keeps me entertained. Yeah, yeah. you got to grab life on horns, yeah. I'm just glad I finally have a car that has cruise control capabilities. Oh, I thought so you were going to say that has a steering wheel. Nah, no, um, no, no, no. I mean, come on. What kind of car, what kind of, what, 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 what kind of, what kind of whip 
are you uh, cruising around Burrow with? I just got a, a, a newer car. It's a 2011 Toyota Camry. Woo! So very proud, very proud of that. Woo! Yeah. That's good stuff. Man. Yes. Man, that is good stuff. Yeah. I'll tell you what. They'll, they'll take care of you there, bro, basketball. Oh, what? no, oh. they had nothing to do with that. They had nothing to do with that. They had nothing to do with that. I'm not going to say. It's not Louisville not basketball, though, no, so it could always not, be worse. It's not Louisville. <laughs> Definitely not. Anyway, we'll talk National Jeez. Football League the like the rest of the week, the rest it's of the time. <laughs> we run a clean operation in Edinburgh. For now. I think until <laughs> somebody walks in tomorrow morning. <laughs> right. I think I think everyone runs a clean operation except for a few minor programs in the nation, i.e. Louisville. Yeah. It's a messy situation there. Yeah. I mean, come on. We you guys you guys are, are you guys cheer like it's Christmas morning when you guys get in like new sweatshirts. It's yeah. not like you got I mean, come on. Like exactly. Reggie Bush was getting Cadillacs. <laughs> you think he's gonna care <laughs> exactly. about about sweatshirts? Uh anywho, I yeah. what is that? I don't know. I'm I'm discovering things in the studio today. I don't know what's going on. It's it's a while. I've been up way too early this morning. Um, I actually had breakfast before the show, so this is what's got me all wired. So I'm sorry to you fine folks that are listening on the dial. Edinburghnow.com, the TuneIn app, the like. Appreciate that. Of course, if if you can't catch this, want to listen to it again because you just didn't get enough of it the first time, or you're going to listen to it again and try to catch the underlying themes in what we're saying, listen to our podcast on Edinburghnow.com later this afternoon. <clears throat> So let's get into Burrow football, Mike, so you let's can go go do what you got to do. I know you're sitting here going, Tyler, shut up, let's go. Um, Burrow football hosting the Mercyhurst Lakers tonight. The Lakers coming in 3-4 and four overall, 0-4 oh in the PSAC West. Losers of four straight. Uh, tough PSAC schedule. Edinburgh, of course, coming in, still searching for that first win of 2015. 6 o'clock kick at Sox Harrison Stadium. Some rain today, but seasonably warm mm-hmm. for Edinburgh. Not... Um, like last weekend was with the snow for the, for the soccer match. Um, that game tonight, of course, you can hear on 88.9, the home of Burrow football, and also watch it on ETV and Enbro.tv. So catch that as well if you can't make it out to the stadium. We've got you covered here at Edinburgh Campus Media. So, Mr. Fenner, what do you make of this contest between the Lakers and the Scots? It's interesting. Uh, Mercyers was a team last year that started out 0-4, and then it ripped off seven wins in a row to finish as a team that would be picked coming into this year as third in the PSAC West. Uh, was a really tough start for Coach Marty Schetzel and company. And it was really the second year in a row that that, that had happened where they started off so slow and finished really strong. Their seven-game winning streak that finished last year actually spilled into this season with a 10-game winning streak as they won their first three. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the schedule, they beat Bentley out of conference and they go to the East and beat Westchester and Bloomsburg uh, Westchester coming to Erie, Bloomsburg on the road. Looked like they were off to a good start. It looked like they had kind of bucked that trend of you know 0-4, 0-3 out of the gate. You know maybe they got to turn it around. They started off three and zero this year to make that a ten game winning streak. You thought maybe this is the year the Merciers can overtake the Gannons, can overtake the Slippery Rocks, and then all of a sudden they get into the Western Division play and it's just totally different. I mean they get housed by IUP, uh, two touchdown loss at Clarion, which I think was really the eye opener after. You know, narrowly losing that game a year ago against the Golden Eagles. Now you see Clarion with the resurgence in the West. And then they lose to Gannon and Slippery Rock in two really tough ball games back-to-back heading into this Thursday night matchup. Uh, The Gannon loss, you know, they were leading with 70 seconds to go before a 30-yard field goal from Karch Holland does them in against the Golden Knights in their backyard brawl, you know, Erie on Erie. And then they hold a fourth-quarter lead over Slippery Rock, 15th-ranked Slippery Rock in Division Two. 
before faltering Who? with 14 uh, fourth-quarter points in the Rock. So that's really tough to take for Mercier's. I don't think it's a bad football team by any means. Very competitive, but not the season that they envisioned. Very true. Uh, you know, they. you're right. They, they've... We say Clarion's the surprise team in the positive. I think Mercy here has really been the surprise team in in, in the going negative uh, compared to what they thought they were going to be with the start, the ten, carrying over that winning streak and the like. And uh, now this is a very different Mercyhurst team than we thought we were going to get on a Thursday night. Um, but I think this is a this presents a very interesting opportunity for for the Fighting Scots with a reeling uh, Mercyhurst squad. A team that might be a little bit down on themselves, still searching for that first conference win, as I said before. Uh, Edinburgh hasn't had the best of luck on Thursday nights. One for six in the Scott Browning era on Thursday nights, losing the last, what was that, five straight mm-hmm. now. Um, pushing that to streak till five with the loss a week ago to the Gannon Golden Knights. Um, but for Edinburgh, they're kind of coming in, I think, on the highest horse they've come in all year. Uh, aside from the season opening contest when everyone was 0-0, but I mean a 49 to 42 loss at Gannon. If you ever going to take a moral victory, it's going to have to be from that game. You saw a career day from Jake Sisson. You saw a career day from Alex Caratelli. You saw your your team not give up. You saw resiliency. You saw them come back from a 22 point deficit uh, in the fourth quarter to near, to having a shot to potentially tie the ball game. You got you. That's got to give you positive vibes and and momentum and motivation to come in and say hey who cares what our record says we're not an 0-7 football team and we're gonna stop that right now and become a 1-7-1 right now tonight yeah it's something that you and I talked with head coach Scott Browning about a couple days ago you'll hear that on the broadcast if you tune in tonight for the game Uh, neither one of these teams records are indicative of the talent they have the ability they have and how close they have come to winning ball games I think this past week like you said not only the Gannon game for Edinburgh but the Mercier's game with Slippery Rock and then dating back a week ago with Mercier's and and, uh, Gannon I think you saw three games there where you know it could have gone either way you could have flipped a coin basically at the end and credit Edinburgh with their resiliency like you talked about the resolve in that second half trailing 35 to 14 trailing 42 to 20 you know they never folded and if they come up with one loose ball here or there they've got a chance for one more possession with an offense that was on fire season high uh, over 500 total yards and they outgained an opponent uh, in, in yardage for the first time last Thursday against Gannon so you know, it's not a guarantee that you're going to see that offensive production and output carried over from Thursday of last week to tonight. Right. But if they can get something close to that, you've got to feel good about your chances against this Mercier's team who's going to be bringing in a backup quarterback due to an injury with Brendan Boylan out of the lineup Who? for the uh, the time being. Very true. See, I wish that you could hear it because I just played the who sound after you said Boylan, and it's like, see, I wish I could. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm terrible. <laughs> Oops, I'm sorry. I'm, 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 it's not your fault, Mike. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't true! <laughs> Mercyhurst. That's fair. Mercyhurst, as you said, coming in with that uh, backup quarterback, an interesting scenario for them. Um, but let's kind of look at their schedule real quick. Uh, they started out, we said, with three wins, but you know, obviously still with that losing record in the conference. They didn't play no slouches on the Eastern Division. No. Either. I mean, it's not like they went to the East and got Lockhaven and Cheney by any stretch of the imagination. No, they beat two good teams. Right. I really they, feel they did. They came out and they had their season over against Bentley, won thirty five to twenty. I don't know, you know, how they did against Cadillac, but Bentley, I don't know if they're that good either. But they got that win on September fifth. Then they went they they hosted Westchester. I think Chewy just got that joke. You get that, Chew? 
To, no, I didn't get Never it. Never mind. He's, he's, dri- he's driving the 2011 whip. He don't understand that. That, that, that went right <laughs> over my head. <laughs> well, at least you got a beanie on today. Westchester with the 37-35 to 35 win over them. And, and, and the Rams, I think, are probably the best team in the East. I mean, I don't know what the standings are showing right now, but, I, I mean, they haven't injured to their quarterback. They, they actually pulled their second string and put their third string in. Um, not that long ago, Michael. What's the standings looking like? Uh, yeah, right now, Bloom, a team that Merciers did beat, Week is three. 4-0 in the East. And then right behind, it's kind of a three-way tie, Shippensburg, East Stroudsburg, and Westchester. Of course, Edinburgh seeing the, the, the two in the middle there. Right. All tied at 3-1 and one in the East, and then after that, it's kind of a log jam toward the bottom. So, yeah, I mean, Westchester right in the thick of the race, if so, you think about it. Right, so Mercyhurst came out, played two big teams on the eastern, eastern side with Bloomsburg and Westchester, got wins. So, hypothetically, if... If they, you know, they lose that game to Bentley in the beginning, like Edinburgh lost their season opener, and then lose these two close games because they were close. What it was thirty-seven, thirty-five to Westchester, twenty to fourteen win over Bloom. They lose both of them, like Edinburgh lost their Eastern side. Mercier's is searching for their first win too. So there's a very similar. This is a very similar squad. Yeah. Because Mercier's could just like that be an zero and seventeen. Absolutely. So that's you know we, we're kind of just kind of painting a picture here for you that don't get too distracted by this three and four overall record because I think the West is the cream of the crop of the of the conference um, at least this year yeah and uh, they're they're showing that hey it's it's very tough and they can't win in that tough division either so we're gonna hit our first break here on the show come back continue borough football talk um, and we will be doing that along with someone has picked the Edinburgh fighting Scots to win tonight a man that t- spends his entire life talking BS PSAC football. I'll tell you who that is. And it's what, not me. And who his, what his final score is for tonight. A man for D2Football.com. Who? We'll be back after this. 920 here in 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio. It's the morning after. Tyler, Fenner, Chewy going down the line. Triple threat action. It's like a WWE match. Three-man weave. The three-man weave. I yeah. loved doing that drill in, in basketball. That was the best. Yeah, it's fun. It was because fun. I was boss. Because without defense, I was killer. <laughs> <laughs> but then when you put five other people on the court trying to stop me, I averaged more turnovers and points. <laughs> I'll tell you, my athletic career was not that great. Fenner's heard all my stories. That's true. I've, I've won a game on an extra point, a, a, like a game-winning extra point with like a minute and a half left in, in youth football because extra points were worth two because it was harder to kick. Then it was a run oh, it in okay, got you. in seventh grade, so it was two yeah. points. So we won eight six against our <laughs> against our semi rival because they were Southern Lehigh. We were Northern Lehigh. You know, got to go to the south, cross the cross the train tracks. Who's the real rival? Not like that. We we it's it's a lot more modern. We didn't have train tracks. It was <laughs> the whole thing. What I said? Who was the real rival? You said Northwestern Lehigh okay. because they used to those people used to go to the same school as us. Then they splintered off and made oh, their own okay, school. Got you. And now they're bigger, better, and richer than us. Ruining the rivalry. I know, those kids. Anywho, they're all <coughs> farmers. That's how they got their money. I Farming. Went, I would have went along with them during the split. <laughs> during the split. <laughs> <laughs> during the split, I would have chosen, chosen them. <laughs> Anywho, uh, back to Borough football tonight. 6 o'clock, Sox Harrison Stadium. Be there. Be square. If you can't, Campus Media's got you. 5.45 pregame coverage. Mike Fenner, myself on the call. ETV, Edinburgh.tv, EdinburghNow.com, the TuneIn app, 88.9, Fighting Scots Radio, and then, of course, the Keystone Sports Network, which is what channels, Mr. Fenner? 92.7 FM in Erie and 1370 AM in Corey. 
You know, I'm glad. I'm glad you're saying that a lot. Anyway, uh, let's. You talked about the different uh, quarterback for the the Lakers. What do we know about this guy? Does like I mean, he's got what? Just the little statistics. But what do we know about this guy? Well, he kind of played like Philip Rivers this past week. Who? Uh, in case you missed that, you know, San Diego Chargers Green Bay Packers <laughs> game. Now, ah, whatever. This past Sunday, you know, Philip Rivers with just the 17th ever 500 yard game in the NFL and breaking. Uh, franchise records with completions and attempts, much like that with Mercier's against Slippery Rock. And I think on one hand, it's got to be dangerous for Edinburgh because this guy completed over 30 passes, attempted over 60 throws, and went over 400 yards in uh, a start against the Rock, a really good defense. But then you got to attribute that to the lack of a running game because this Mercier's group, who typically can run the ball well in the past, same running back in Brandon Brown Dukes, the all-time leading rusher for Mercier's, um, Minus 11 rushing yards against SRU. So that really has more of a factor, in my opinion, in why they threw for over 400 yards. I don't really think it was that the passing game was so great. It's that they couldn't run. They right. had to throw. Right. Certainly. So. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, we've heard Coach Browning say that multiple times, how you're sometimes forced to just throw the ball, maybe change your game plan, not to the way you'd like it to be, but you're going to have to do it. Um so what do you make of, of you know, this, this defense for the Lakers? Is this, is I mean, they don't. They don't seem to, you know, do great things. I mean, they're they're a top ten defense as far as holding teams out of the end zone, seventh best in the PSAC. Um, with with Edinburgh, you know, giving up nearly forty points a game. Conversely, uh, but I think you know this this team or this this team at least running wise is going to cause fits for Edinburgh, who already struggles to get the running game going. It's a really experienced defense. You only see one sophomore, zero freshman, and one redshirt sophomore in this entire starting lineup for Mercier. There's a lot of seniors and redshirt juniors, guys that are back there. They did lose an All-American in Colin Kimball, former McDowell Trojan from here in Erie uh, from a year ago. Terrific defensive back for the Lakers. Um, they did lose him. But with the defensive line, you talk about James Karasek, Ryan Carroll in this 3-4 look. And you're going to see a lot of different looks out of this defense. I think you could see some 3-3-5. Uh, you could see a lot of nickel and, and dime back situations against Edinburgh's receivers. And uh, Joe Deaver is the guy that really stands out at, at linebacker. Uh, five tackles for loss and two interceptions. Second on the team in tackles. So it's been a Mercier's defense that maybe hasn't lived up overall to what they want to be defensively. But against the run, you're exactly right. Uh, it's a team that um, it's it's... You know, honestly, it's it's really not that much different than Edinburgh now that I look at it. Uh, four and a half yards per carry that they're averaging, and then, you know, only eighth in the PSAC in run defense, 178 yards allowed. So maybe that could give Edinburgh an opportunity to run the ball, considering when they've had those chances against an East Stroudsburg or even again, and, you know, they've got it done. So maybe it could be an opportunity for some balance on the Edinburgh uh, side offensively. I was just looking at more of the fact that they're only giving up, you know, 178 yards a game. East Stroudsburg's given up 350 yards a game when they fiz- visited the Warriors, and they barely got, they didn't even sniff that mark. And of course, most of their yards amassed were in garbage time after the score was a little bit too high to get to. I mean, I'll, I'll agree, but it also hurts when you're down 28 nothing to an you're offense. Not gonna, right, you're not going to run the ball. I mean, Matt Sult hasn't come and put up points too fast, so they couldn't run the ball too much. Very true, very true. So uh, another name, you know, we talked about their their uh, new quarterback, Zach Emmerich, coming on in, the Brandon Brown Dukes, the senior, five foot eight. Uh, what he's going to be doing in the running game. But a guy that we saw here at Sox Harrison Stadium a year ago, but he was wearing different colors. 
Mr. Fenner. Yep. F.J. Williams, transfer. Lakers, now the receiving core, the leading receiver for this Mercyhurst team. But I don't think he's really made the impact that they really thought he was going to. Do you agree? I would have to agree. Uh, at Seton Hill last year, this was arguably the number one or number two wide receiver in the PSAC, competing with Edinburgh's Darren Massey. We talked about going into that matchup in Week 10 last year. These are probably the two best wide receivers in the entire conference going toe-to-toe. I don't know if you can make that argument again. Um, And although Massey's numbers have not been what they were last year so far this season, he's still been the most important player to this Edinburgh offense and arguably the team. Uh, And he's also getting a ton of different looks defensively, so I don't think that his numbers being a little bit down says anything about his play overall or his ability. But for F.J. Williams, I think you did expect a little bit more after what he did in the past happy Seton Hill offense. And maybe it has to do with the fact that Mercierst was a more confident running team overall than the Griffins. But still, Williams, 45 catches, 700 yards, 7 touchdowns. He's been good, not great, not elite. Uh, but that's going to be a guy that isn't going to need to help out his quarterback in redshirt junior Zach Emmerich tonight. Very true, F.J. Williams, the like, and to your Massey point, maybe maybe he might get um, more opportunities today because I think Alex Caratelli maybe emerging as as a as a good counterpart to Massey might attract more defensive uh, looks than before because really there was no one else to really counteract Massey. Everyone could kind of double team him and just. But it's amazing that he was still being double teamed, still being keyed on. And there he was, you know, getting getting his own still. So I teased this before the break. Someone that believes Edinburgh is going to win tonight, Chuck, Chuck Bittner of D2Football.com. Mm-hmm. Gives predictions every week. Eat, sleep, breeze, PSAC football. Picks Edinburgh to win tonight 31-28 to in the nail-biter. A field goal win. Austin Reese. He didn't say it was a game winner in overtime. <laughs> but field goal difference. Yeah. What do you what do you think of his assessment? Uh, I think it's going to be a one possession game. I think it's going to be a pretty close so that's one. A field goal. No, but I'm saying not necessarily a field goal. So I, a touchdown. It could be within a touchdown. Is what I'm saying. I think it's gotcha. going to be one score game. Either way, mm-hmm. it's going to be a tight ball game. In my opinion, I think these two teams are fairly even in in most spots. Uh, it might come down to turnovers and you know those critical plays that that flip the game or flip field position even. Uh, between these two teams. I think it's going to be fairly even, though, in a one-score game. Seems like a safe bet. Not sure who will come out on top, but you know that's an interesting pick. So quickly looking ahead before we send Mr. Fenner off and we hit this break here, quickly looking at what's going on in the PSAC otherwise outside of Edinburgh. Of course, nothing going on tonight on a Thursday, just Mercyhurst at Edinburgh. The rest of the slate taken care of on this Saturday, October 24th. IUP at Slippery Rock at 1 p.m. should be a good t- contest, Mr. Fenner. Mm-hmm. SRU 6-1. Um, and one. IUP is 5-1. and one. Um, Of course, IUP not having that week one. They had a bye, if you will. So actually, one team did have a bye in the PSAC this year. Uh, ship at Cheney. No live stats available for that one. Lockhaven at Shippensburg, <laughs> 1 o'clock. Uh, well, no, excuse me. Now, why is it that's a typo, Mr. Fenner? Because I just said Shippensburg's at Cheney, and then Lockhaven is at Shippensburg. It's a double dip. I, at the same time. Yep. That's not right. That's going to be quite a scene. <laughs> that's not right. Well, here, here, let's look at this. <laughs> so Shippensburg <laughs> is at Cheney because it's on their, it's on their schedule here. Okay. So who... I don't have Lockhaven's schedule here. Well, let's just ruin the whole thing. <laughs> That's not my fault. I blame the East. 
That's this is the Eastern Division for you. East Stroudsburg at Cutstown could be interesting. Bloomsburg at Westchester separate the men from the boys in that in that pack there for second uh, place and and that really atop that division. Who are you liking that one? Knowing nothing about the I East. was going to say, I, I haven't done anything on either one of these teams. You don't uh, need to do, it's, it's in your gut, Mike. You I'll, don't always need to do analytics. I'll take Westchester with my gut. Highlighting your game notes. I'll take Westchester with my gut Listen, then. Listen, I predicted Claren from the get-go without knowing crap. <laughs> you did. <laughs> so you I'm did. just telling you. <laughs> Lock ha- hey, Lockhaven's playing Millersville. Bingo. Some doubleheader action. Bingo. On Saturday. Bingo. That's how we do this. Anyway. Uh, what else is going on? Claring at Cal. That's good stuff. 3.30. Who are you picking in that one? Cal. Cal? Yep. Upset. I don't think that, that merits that, Cal. but that's just my Clarion opinion. Clarion <laughs> is the 25th ranked team in the nation. I know that. I'm taking the Vulcans. They have arrived. I'm just going to keep Eagles. doubting until uh, eventually it pays until off Until they win me. the championship. <laughs> and then lastly, Gannon at Seton Hill at 4 o'clock. Could be interesting. I don't know. I, I, I give Seton Hill credit more, more, than, more than you do. I know. Yeah, I, I think I'll probably take Gannon in that one. Yeah, I mean, Gannon's five and two, Seton Hill two and five, uh, but Seton Hill's a Seton Hill's a, a tough two and five, if you will. Not not you know they weren't the slouch they've been in years previous. No, so we'll have to see how that goes. But of course, the only game tonight, your only focus, Borough football, six o'clock at Sox Harrison Stadium. Coming out and support the Fighting Scots as it's their annual Fighting Scots Fighting Cancer game. Wear pink, maybe T-shirt. Because it's going to be a nice little brisk night, fall, beautiful evening, much like last night for the women's soccer match at the stadium. If you made it out to that one, if you can't make it to the stadium, we got you covered. ETV Channel Four, Edinburgh TV online, eighty-eight point nine, the TuneIn app on mobile devices, and of course the Keystone Sports Network, which is located where ninety-two-seven FM, ESPN Erie, and thirteen-seventy AM Corey. That's Mr. Fenner. He'll be joining us tonight, 545, with myself, live from Sox Harrison. Thank you, Mr. Fenner. We'll talk to you tonight. Chew and I is going to carry it over for the final half of the show. Talking NFL Thursday night and week seven in the league. Don't go anywhere. It's the morning after. 937 here on 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio. Thank you all for tuning in. It's the morning after. Chewy, Tyler, the only ones here now. Yeah, glad we finally got Mike out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Low blow. <laughs> You're lucky he is left. He still out there? I'm, look, I'm looking. I'm looking. You're lucky he's gone. My goodness gracious. Just kidding, Mike. Just hit the That's fan up in here. That's my guy. He knows that. Sheesh. <laughs> Anywho, now that is Mike. Now that Mike is gone, we can talk NFL here on the morning after. Of course, our focus here on Fighting Scots Radio and Mike and uh, my focus overall is going to be the Mercyhurst Lakers uh, against the Fighting Scots tonight. But um, that game gets caught, kicked off at 6. Later on, you'll have NFL football to watch, view, listen to, follow on the Twitter, however you you know consume your NFL games. Um, Seattle at San Fran. When they saw this and they picked this for Thursday night, they probably thought this was going to be a good matchup, too. Yeah. They probably thought this could be potentially for the tops in the NFC West yeah. at this juncture in the season. However, they're, they're quite, quite wrong because actually the loser of this is in sole possession of last place in the NFC West, and they'll pretty much be just saying goodbye to playoffs. 
You kidding me? <laughs> playoffs? Yes, playoffs. I definitely probably imagine that this matchup would be a lot more premier than it is. Not uh, premier at all. Yeah. yeah. None no whatsoever. Hype, no hype behind this one. Nope. So, anyway, let's ju- jump into it regardless, whether it's good, bad, and different. 825 on CBS and the NFL Network. Um, Seattle 2-4 and four overall. San Francisco 2-4 and four overall as well. They're 2-1 and one at home are the Niners, and interesting to note, the Seahawks are still searching for their first road win of 2015. It's very interesting. It is interesting. The spread right now, Seattle is seven-point favorites on the road. That is a slap in the face at San Francisco. <laughs> oh, my goodness. They have been treating like dogs I actually, I agree at with Levi it. Stadium. I agree with it. You agree? You yeah, think it's easily going to be that much of a win for Seattle tonight? I, do. I wouldn't say easy, but I just think that the, the, this, the 49ers struggle so – they struggle so much on offense – that it's going to be tough for them to, even at home, it's going to be tough for them to get a victory over, did, did I say Seattle? I meant San Francisco. Sheesh. Sheesh, it's early. It's early. I'm sorry. Ooh. The 49ers struggle so much offensively that even at home it's going to be tough for them to to put points on the board because Seattle's defense is still is still a legit defense. They're still a tough right. defense. They, you know, their team as a whole has been through ups and downs uh, during the whole season. And with both teams staring, looking at two and four, I think that Seattle just has more of a sense of urgency. I feel like they have they have more of a chance of making the playoffs. So they're going to rely heavily on their defense and run game. And Rus- Russell Wilson, they still he's still a playmaker. You know they have to that protect him. They have to protect him, but he's still a playmaker. And Colin Kaepernick just hasn't looked the same since since the, his Super Bowl year. So I think I think. Um, yeah, that's unbelievable. They've they've really just fallen. Yeah, they've tanked they since then. Tanked. To think that they were like consistently in the NFC Championship game, they look to be. You know, as much as praise as Harbaugh is getting now for his quick turnaround to Michigan, that's how much praise he was getting for what he was doing in San Francisco. And just as quick as he rose to the top of the NFC, just as, that's just as quick as he fell from that pedestal and was eventually ousted in San Fran. Yeah, you see that a lot in the NFL, though. You see that a lot in the NFL. A lot of things can turn the tide of how your season's going, how your team's going, injury here, um, inconsistency, ch- inconsistency there, coaching changes. A lot of, There's a lot of factors that play in to how successful a team is going to be. And um, I think that, I mean, Harbaugh definitely, Harbaugh leaving definitely had, uh, had a strong factor, you know, as to why the 49ers are struggling now. But I'm happy. I'm happy that he's now back in Michigan to go blue. So that's make, that makes me happy. <laughs> that's 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 just a true thing. Yeah, that's that's me personally. I'm very excited for that. Michigan's having a year that I I wasn't expecting. So, but not to diverge too far off topic. I do think that the Seahawks will come out on top in this one. <sighs> yeah, I would agree. You agree? I don't think. I think. I think San Fran's in trouble. I agree. I, I couldn't agree more. With San that. Fran's in a lot of trouble. I mean, I like Jim Tom Sula as a guy. I think um, Jed York made a strong decision, bring promoting him to head coach, making him the guy. Um, it's just tough to, it's tough to see that work come to fruition. You know what I mean? It's tough to see this team really 
get their things together because right now they're not with Colin Cap. I mean, you can't have your starting quarterback right now through what is this now six weeks, six games, have six touchdowns and five interceptions. No, that's not acceptable. Their team is average. They're averaging sixteen points a game. That's not going to get it done. Sixteen points a game. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Very true. This isn't you know this isn't youth football. Sixteen points isn't going to get it done. This is the National Football League. And you're going up against, you know, the Seattle Seahawks, a team that arguably should be the defending Super Bowl champ, defending two-time Super Bowl champions, because they, if they just ran the ball with Marshawn Lynch, I'm pretty convinced they would have scored. Uh, that's all they had to do, but we're going to leave that subject alone. <laughs> right. So, um, Marshawn Lynch is probable for this one. So, he'll, uh, he'll, he'll most likely go. And San Fran's just struggling. Yeah. They just really are, and that's, unfortunately... Not going to be a very uh, very exciting game. I mean, we could be wrong. I mean, we thought the same thing about this past Thursday night with Atlanta and New Orleans. And look at New Orleans was able to top the undefeated Falcons and gave them their first win or first loss of the season. Yeah, that was a shocker on Thursday night. That that was a shocker. I I personally don't think uh, the same will happen in this situation. I mean, you just really hating on these Niners. The yeah, the Niners <laughs> just haven't. They've been. 16 points a game. Right. Like, come on. Like, the Niners haven't shown me anything consistently on both sides of the football to to warrant them, you know, them to be my pick. You know, so, and the Seahawks, they, they've lost close games. They've had players in and out. So, I can see where, they, where they've been losing here and there. The 49ers just don't have it. It, does, it seems like Colin Kaepernick just doesn't have his mojo that he used to. Uh, their running game is... Is is okay. It's okay. It's not bad. It's it's a little bit above average. But as far as that goes, I just don't think that's enough to get the job done. I think the Seahawks win pretty easily, actually. At least two scores. Two scores. So 14-point yeah. difference Chewy's picking. I'm going to go the same. I think Seattle's going to have an easy go with this one. Um, you know, As much as I want to try to hype it up and say it's going to be a close contest, really don't think so. I think the seven-point spread say, says a lot. It's, a really, uh, it's really disrespectful. Um to the Niners at home, but really they, they should be disrespected for with the team that they are right now. Uh, they just really don't deserve to even have a close line at Levi's Stadium. It's unfortunate for the Niners, and, you know, they got to turn some things around eventually. Yeah. It just won't be now. Yeah. We're going to hit our final break restock. here on the show. We'll come back. We'll look ahead at the Sunday slate, which hopefully will be a little bit more competitive in the Week 7 of the National Football League. Don't go anywhere. The morning after, we'll roll along and wrap up after this. Edinburgh Campus Media is supported in part by a grant from ECRA, an organization that empowers the Erie County nonprofit sector towards economic and community development. Information is at 814-897-2690 or at ecgra.org. 955 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio. The last final minutes here on the morning after. Thank you all for tuning in on en- on 88.9 EdinburghNow.com and the TuneIn app. Check our podcast out on EdinburghNow.com if you missed any of today's uh, action. We'll promise to cut out the uh, eight-minute song that was. Our apologies there. Um, that's, that's our fault. Uh, but we do have some breaking news here on the morning after. Dodgers manager Don Mattingly has decided to leave as manager of the Los Angeles Dodgers. After five seasons at the helm, he was reportedly offered a contract extension this past weekend and turned it down. So the Dodgers now searching for a new manager after Mattingly has decided to leave his post after five seasons. Real quick, before we get out of the door, going to give our... Chewy's going to give his 
matchup to watch for this weekend as he sends it out for the week for himself. Chew. Well, the game I'm particularly looking forward to is the Dallas at the Giant or Dallas New York Giants playing. I like that matchup simply because Odell Beckham is one of my favorite players. You know, uh-huh. I like that. And then also, we got the Eagles at Car- Eagles at Carolina. At Carolina, yeah, that a boy. Another one picking that big time, big time matchup. Obviously, the Panthers are undefeated still, so. That's a big time. That would be a big time win if the Eagles got that one. Heck yeah, Sunday night, NBC, the the yeah. whole world are watching. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so there you go. A lot of NFC East love from Chew today on a Thursday, Chew. That's all the work for us. Appreciate the time, um, you know, as always here on the show. And, uh, you know, always good work from you. Thank you. Good work this Thank week. You, we'll see you Appreciate on Tuesday. It. Mike Fenner. We'll be joining us in some capacity tomorrow to recap the, the Thursday night Edinburgh game. Tubby will be in studio with me for the full hour as we finish up the week here on the morning after. Uh, and uh, make sure you catch the Edinburgh game tonight. Our call with Fenner and I broadcasting it from Sox Harrison Stadium starting at 545 right here on 88.9. EdinburghNow.com, the TuneIn app, also on ETV Channel 4 locally and online at Edinburgh.tv. That's Chewy. I'm Tyler Trumbauer. This has been the morning after. Thank you all for tuning in, and we'll talk to you tonight at the game.